Show. Like for real, like let us know in the comments because <laughs> there can't be any plausible reason. <laughs> hey y'all, it's Delaney and it's Katie and this is Classically Black Podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. Well, clearly Tchaikovsky playing in the background. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like, Tchaikovsky and some trap beats. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all! Right, or happy Happy Kwanzaa to or Happy Hanukkah. Right, but Hanukkah came early this year. Hanukkah was dummy early. Yeah, because Hanukkah always had been p- passed by the time this come out. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Kwanzaa's not for another two days. Um, but Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> I stand. Love it. But did you ever watch Everybody Has Chris? Yes. Did you see the Kwanzaa episode? We should watch that. I cannot recall off the top of my head. What's so about? Julius cheap so i'm so angry i feel like i remember keep going though keep he, going um he <laughs> found out he was like oh if we do kwanzaa we could just get the, the kids some corn and stuff so <laughs> he's so annoying so he, he over here in his african garb um talking about habarigani to everybody because <laughs> he he use canned goods and squash and stuff he's for the kids. so what a gem terry cruz I, I stand we've never deserved him you know, I love like terry cruz. ever he did that with julius though right that, for real. he was trifling <laughs> that character that whole show for real. Well, listen rochelle <laughs> and what's the little girl she put um, tanya you don't you like tanya the little sister yeah she was so rude she was one of them that just was terrorizing him for the sake of it like it, what a queen she was annoying. Nah. Because she would be lying on them. But remember one time Rochelle caught her and then mm-hmm. she got a whooping? Good. She deserves. Nah, she's a queen. I could have done what I was. What's the middle tr- middle child? What was his name? Drew. Drew. We watch this pretty frequently in my house. Like I used I, to watch Everybody Hates Chris like a lot. Everybody She's a liar. I cannot stand people who lie. Yeah, I could, but like she was, I don't know. I liked her a lot. And, and, she, and she when she grew up, she like it evened out. <laughs> But my favorite was when was when Drew did something, and then Rochelle said Rochelle said she was gonna beat the black off of him, and then the, the oh my god they had the black in a in a in a bag, <laughs> they were taking him away on a stretcher. They were like, "What's that? This is the black." <laughs> <laughs> Who writes this? That show was good, man. Right. Yeah, I have to uh, not main. You can tell me. You can tell y'all ain't exhausted. <laughs> All right, be quiet. <laughs> you're not gonna get over that uh because <laughs> i'm talking to nikki all the time she'd be like i'm actually gonna hang up the phone <laughs> i'm like girl what's wrong what happened what was said all right well this is katie your favorite time of year what you mean christmas yo i, I tell feel. you i am so giddy first of all this semester is finally over and i am in i am finally in like genuine good spirits <laughs> i feel like i have oh my goodness like this semester really just it i will never be the same <laughs> oh father god i will never be the same after this it was it was just rough it's been like i've said before it's been a rough year i ain't gonna get too much into that especially um with our new year's episode and everything like that and I'll, e- even then i ain't giving my business out like that however right, i will though <sighs> just kidding <laughs> anyway um i'm just happy to be on the other side it's been treacherous um but the main thing that was on my mind that history exam first of all how you gonna put wagner well not say too much i'm just saying like the listeners threw me for a loop on that thing but shout out to orchestra rep class that gave away half the answers because i'm sitting there i'm listening to brahms for because i don't really like listen to the because my problem with listening exams especially from the 19th century i'm like oh i know i know that's my dude Mendelssohn. I know my dude Brahms. Like, you gonna tell me about Brahms? I know exactly. Meanwhile, they pull out some random. They, they drop in from his EP. Right. They, they know what <laughs> right. Some random art song that he wrote right. in his childhood. Right. So I might. Like, I know. So Brahms four fourth moon was playing. I'm like, this sound familiar. I know it's Brahms four. Right. So I wrote that down. I'm like, and then what he do? He body da 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 dee da dee. I was like, shout out to Melissa. I know that excerpt. I was like. <laughs> 
write it down <laughs> round four fourth movement so like some some little gems came through like that he played the uh the song of the the valkyries from uh what's it called so i was like mm, even though i don't stand i must write down the end I might must write on the answer. So I just feel good about that. I don't know what I got. And neither y'all don't need to know what I got. However, I just know that I will be walking the stage as of this moment. <laughs> wow. In in twenty nineteen. Um, so I'm just that history class. I say I took an L. All right. Like on that on that midterm. Oh yeah, I took an L on my history. Because I went in with the same mindset. I'm like, I already know everything there is to know about about Mendelssohn. What more can you teach me? And he was like, That's fine, you know about that. But <laughs> But you need to write some more. He's like, you need to write more. I'm like, we ain't got but two hours. What you <laughs> dissertation? What you mean? <laughs> Shorty, you know what I'm writing. You know what I'm talking about. Right. The gist. Right. Over here, <laughs> she wrote a textbook or two, so you, so you, you won't want to. <laughs> like, nah. But anyway, I'm glory be unto God. I know if you're not churchy, that's fine. I'm just saying, I am. I know who got me through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. It was. If it was me. <laughs> Would it be through? I've been flopping around, <laughs> right? And meanwhile, he's been paying my, for my one way ticket back to LA. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you got news this week <laughs> because, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I got two. I'm oh, sorry, I'm a <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> whew, well, okay, so I have. Two pieces of news this week, which I picked separately, but uh, later realized when I got through the first article that they're actually kind of connected. But um, so the first piece of news that I have this week comes out of Balt, yes, Baltimore. Um, and Nemo, stand up. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jess Larry, you, you know who that is? I gotta show you her video. She's from Baltimore. She ratchets from. <laughs> Not as fun. It's like time. it's just for the mess. My news is real. <laughs> That's why I got that thing where she'd be like, oh, wow. <laughs> She's responsible for that? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, wow. <laughs> the news. The people want to hear the news. So the first um, <laughs> article is called BSO Management Undervalues Musicians. Okay. Well, right. I was about to news flash. BSO Cylinder. Because I, re- I remember, I feel like we talked about BSO once before. Did maybe. we? Or maybe it was some other orchestra that's also under it. Well. But, <laughs> right. This is a whole list of y'all. But, um, <laughs> but this it was actually written by two BSO members, Greg Mulligan, who's a violinist, and Brian Pretchell. I think that's how you say his name. Pretchell. Um, and he's um, a percussionist. So basically, it's about, you know, BSO has been notoriously making some budget cuts. And the board chair, she is asserting over and over again that the cuts are like due to the the cost of having the orchestra is just spiraling out of control. Which I don't really understand how that, like, how are they spiraling out of control? I mean, maybe someone who knows that kind of stuff can right. leave a comment and say how, because I don't understand. Right. Because there's some stuff in here where I'm like, I'm not going to say too much because I don't mm-hmm. need y'all economists in the in the comments right. dragging me, <laughs> you know, right, I'm not right. going to say too much. Cause, but um, the they, they released, like, all the financial stuff, and it came out that the total compensation for musicians, that's their salaries <clears throat> and their benefits, only it recruit... only increased by less than seven percent between the fiscal years of 2010 and 2016 but during that same exact period the operating costs for bso um they increased by 46 percent so of course the musicians seeing this are like well our costs have increased less than seven Mm -hmm. and these have increased 46 right so like what's going on that is a huge number 46 like what um that's a huge number so they're like why our our salaries are not cutting the budget why are you eliminating exactly positions so who gonna pay who going to cabo <laughs> right they're like in in you know in the article and these are actual bso musicians writing this they're saying that like people in the orchestra feel disrespected i would too right they feel disrespected that they're suffering the consequence because you are making poor budgeting decisions right that may be like i said i'm not gonna say too much mm-hmm. but guess who is saying it in the article there's a man named michael kaiser and he's apparently like renowned for turning around budgets of struggling arts organizations Mm. like not even just budgets in general of arts organizations Mm. things just like what y'all are doing and even he said what they're doing right now is a spiraling effect y'all cutting costs you cannot cut he literally said you can't cut your way to being rich exactly you i totally agree with that you see that all the time like 
cutting budgets is not always the way to go. Right. It's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Because he said you cut the cost, then the orchestra quality goes down, then the donors that you already had are pulling out because they see that. Exactly. So now y'all just going to end up until it's no BSO anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're one of the um one of the main concerns is that the BSO management has de-emphasized the focus of, you know, BSO's brand. They've de-emphasized the focus on the orchestra and that they're investing in new programs and expanding and expanding the programs that they already have, mm-hmm. which is why it's like, I, I kind of don't know how to feel about that. Um, because these programs that they're doing are doing good for the community. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of just like, you know, where do you, and it's a slippery slope because it's like, you want to have, you want to have programs like that because right. you get funding from mm-hmm. the government for programs like that. So it's kind of like, exactly. So it's like, and then it's like how, yeah, exactly. You get funding from the government. I don't know how, you know, how that and I'm not going to speak out my neck. Right. Exactly. Cause I'm whew, right. And they're saying that a part of the, a part of the, um, consequence for that for de-emphasizing the focus on the orchestra is that the roster has been shrinking mm. i think there was almost 100 musicians and now there's like 70 something 70 yeah, from 100 like, i think it was from exact numbers were like 98 to 77 now. so how are you gonna you know how stupid to me you know how stupid you look you want to do a ride of spring you gotta hire <laughs> your whole the whole back of the section is subs <laughs> yeah um, I and when i was reading this i was like oh so this is what y'all wasn't saying because apparently the the expansion of these programs and the contraction of the actual orchestra has occurred like just steadily, even though the organization went without a vice president of marketing and development for over a year and no CEO for seven months. I'm like, those are huge for for there's no vice president of marketing and development and you're starting new programs and you're yeah who's making those decisions who's make, right like that don't something i had exactly that's why i was like oh y'all right. buried the lead on this one because mm-hmm. y'all like we don't know how we how we got here that's how you got here somebody lying <laughs> right i was like that that don't sound right Mm-mm. and the reason why this article connects to the second article that I have is because it brought up those programs. And then I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. The second article that I, that I came across was about Ork kids, mm-hmm. which is, um, their BSOs. Like right. it's like their YOLA, their rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met some people from Ork kids when I was doing that program in Mexico, because it was like all those Elsa summer inspired mm-hmm. programs. And it's basically about this program that it started 10 years ago with 30 kids. And it's now has, um, thirteen hundred. It's amazing, and they have a year long waiting list. Like wow, right? And so I'm like, and it's focusing on these like two kids and their siblings, and mm-hmm. they're saying how they never thought that they could do anything like this, and they don't mm-hmm. know where they would be without it. And I'm just like, dang, like you know, mm-hmm. like how I wonder, wonder how musicians in the BSO feel about that. I wonder, like, cause I wonder how connected they are to it because I know with RPO and rock music, like you know, they do side by sides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I wonder like how connected they are to this program. Yeah. That's the, my own research. Cause I know, I know that it's run by BSO, but you know, the actual musicians themselves. And I wonder, and, and even if regardless of how they feel about it, it's still not their fault. Because like right. I said, they're, you're missing a CEO, you're missing a VP of marketing and mm-hmm. development. What? And, and, and it's like one thing to have those, those positions vacant. It's another thing to be doing things that directly mm-hmm. relate to what you're doing. You have no one, no interim, nothing. No, right. It's just blank. Do they have, <laughs> there ain't no way it's blank. You know, interim? I don't know, but, but you, even if they're not blank, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> even if, even if they, they fill the positions though, but the thing is they fill the positions and ain't nothing changed. So, right. But they're still good. Th- that's why I'm conflicted on this because there's mm-hmm. still good things coming out clearly by these students who are just being so successful. Like I, one of the, one of the kids that they wrote the article on, um, the second article on, he's a tuba player and he was saying how like being in or kids gave him like the skills that he needed. And now he's in Baltimore School of the Arts, you Amazing. know, right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's all the news I have this week. 
let us know how you feel about this in the comments and also if you have any information about because you know we we wasn't saying to we was tiptoeing around that budget <laughs> right <laughs> he so he's not gonna catch us slipping mm-hmm. so if you into that kind of stuff and you know you know about it like enlighten us please because right I'm i want i want to know for real that's all on it right exactly so we're moving on intermission Blaney over here with that trifling look on her face. Because I got to be included on intermission. Well, in the planning, because I'm always included in intermission. But, like, mm-hmm. the planning of intermission. So, this week we played a little game of M.A.S.H. So, if y'all don't remember what M.A.S.H. is, it's Mansion, Apartment, Shack, or House. And it's that little game you used to play in grammar school where you would... Um, you will write like different we used to do <laughs> grammar school or in church if you're trifling <laughs> like me we used to do like names of boys and stuff like that and like right. you like Devonte. So <laughs> that was Devonte. i want to have it to Devonte. i feel like i follow him on instagram every school had a Devonte. <laughs> every school had a Devonte, right. a marcus mm. i'm trying to think well if you if you were lucky then your school your school didn't have a jabari <laughs> I ain't trying to fit no Jabari, but your name Jabari, baby. Every, every kid I've ever met named Jabari, he run. He, he do that. He do that thing when you bend the eyelids back. That was what Jabari's be doing. That's how they start out, right? <laughs> but um, same. yeah, we had a Jabari. I think we had a couple of Jabaris. Um, <laughs> shout out to Evanson eight four seven. Um. meanwhile you from everson ain't no gang gang of it well actually anyway okay i'll see the game (laughs) so uh what we what we do it is the the reason why delaney's so excited because she made her own little match so we're gonna play each other's game so i'll go first and i'm gonna see y'all pray me through this (laughs) um so i set up um that's the same thing like mansion apartment shacker house i did not change those however we have um who your who your little husband gonna be boyfriend boo thing slam piece um <laughs> and <laughs> fix your face um and of course because it's classically black we have composers we also have artists um how many kids y'all gonna have where y'all gonna be living and then um what your what your job is going to be okay so what i'm going to do um the piece of paper i have right here <laughs> i'm going to um draw a spiral um in the middle of my paper and um i'm just gonna tell delaney when to stop oh, so God. ready oh i'm on a podcast i'm all out the mic Girl, <laughs> better. wait i tell you when to stop yeah you tell me when to okay. stop is that the number we both get or do we each do it fast i think home? we should do it separately oh yeah sweet this is so awkward with this mic right here sweetheart what are you doing i mean okay <laughs> ready mm-hmm. okay all right okay so now i drew a spiral it looks like a snail i'm just gonna draw dots from the inside to the outside it's gonna tell me tell delaney uh how many numbers i'm gonna count through for each category so that would be really cute if people were playing this along with us that would be get, cute. Your, get your paper out all right go, on, ahead, go ahead draw a spiral <laughs> and, 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 and some other stuff <laughs> all right okay match tutorial okay so delaney i drew a dot on every um circle okay concentric i remember that from geometry okay good vocabulary <laughs> so i drew a, a a dot on every concentric circle so she has one two three four five so i think we can do i just want to hear your opinions on this so we're gonna count to five on every category okay so manch apartment shack kraus one two three four five mansion no yeah. oh, don't be who you sharing that mansion with oh gosh. one two three four five <laughs> Mansion with Ravel. <laughs> Wait, can you tell me all my options? Like, what? Who else is on there though? Chopin, Drake, Six Nine, Debbie C, Ravel, Tchaikovsky, Gucci Mane, Lil Pump. Not as bad as it could have been. But, okay. <laughs> okay. Kids, one, two, three, four, five, three. I'll just tell you the end. Actually, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's kind of nice. How does work out for you, sissy? Well, I mean the exact opposite coming from you. <laughs> right. Oh, so you just gonna do it and not tell me what, what what's up and then Oh, it's not even that bad. What you over there complaining about? Like, this is good. Okay, so you're gonna live in a mansion with Ravel, have three kids in Hawaii and be a studio bass teacher. Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. I mean we could have we could live in a mansion he could work nights, I could work. I knew you were gonna say some trifling junk. I'll bathe the mansion. He could live on one side, I could live on the other. <laughs> 
They gotta be my kids. Could be dog kids. <laughs> no, they cannot. They have to be humans. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to go? Well, are you doing your own or should I do my own? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you gotta, but you gotta draw the spiral because I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do. Wait, but tell me what was the other? What were the other options? Okay. So kids three one twenty three zero. Oof. Can you imagine? <laughs> you literally never mind. That's CP. Classically black after dark. <laughs> well, imagine what happened to your innards. Twenty three. Right. Married to box. Okay, your you your belly. You imagine with your stomach being stretched out and, and shrinking, stretching, shrink, shrink, shrink. Okay. Uh, places to live: Chicago, Estherhazy Estate, Beirut Opera House, um, Eastman Theater, Hawaii. Composer, opera, orchestra member, accountant, conductor, studio cook. Okay. Studio teacher. Cook. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we keeping these for for mine? Or do we a different one? Just do a different one. Okay. Um, how you do it from, from the inside? From right here. One, two, or one, two, three. No matter. One, two, three. Okay. So I'm living in a shack. <sighs> <laughs> no. <laughs> terrible <gasps> oh my god it literally gets worse as it goes you gotta tell me what i want to know i'm actually gonna log off um thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast um don't nah, forget to follow the social it? media classically black. I wanna know. it's terrible i want to know it's literally terrible okay shack in a shack with six nine 23 kids at the beirut <laughs> opera house wagner's opera house as an accountant, I failed accountant. <laughs> Not even doing music. <laughs> what the heck? This is terrible. A shack with six with nine. six and twenty three of mini six nines. <gasps> but I've said it before on this podcast. Six nine. If you take the tattoos off his face but and their hair, they, but they won't. So. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you look real deep, y'all ain't got money for nothing besides a shack. Then y'all ain't got money to get on tattoo removal. A shack with 23 kids. First of all, six. Never mind. That's for, that's for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> I'm just saying, six. Me and six nine ain't doing nothing. Right. The only bad thing I got was Ravel. I mean, I I don't care to live in Hawaii, but that's not bad. <laughs> like. Not on, like, in the, the Beirut Opera House. But, okay, Wagner Spirit haunting me. Wondering why I'm in there. Okay, let's do your <gasps> I just wanna move on. I just wanna move on. I I would like to so move I'm, on. I'm going first on mine. Yeah. So, Wait, so do I have to buy you draw a spiral, right? Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so upset. This. I'm upset. Okay. 50. Uh, 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 All right. I'm trying to stop. I ain't messing up this time, baby. Let's see. Stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. No, the, you got a good. Okay. Oh, okay. Five. You're in a mansion. With whom? Doing what? With where? One, two, three, four, five. Your husband? Is Winston Duke? <gasps> <laughs> you bounced back already. <laughs> you see how God just brings you through. You bounced back, Winston Duke. Winston. I don't care how many kids we have. Two. Y'all got two kids. That's all we doing. A little Anaya, a little cheesy beef. You're annoying. Oh my goodness, you're doing good so far. What's this? Five. You're living in one, two, three, four, five. In San Diego. I could do San Diego. What? And your principal is CSO. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I done made it. I made it. What? I literally made that it. That is amazing. I literally made it. What? Oh, mine's going to be terrible. I put terrible people on here. I made it. You made it. You're in a, living in okay. a mansion. Even though I've said it before, I do not want to be anybody's principal. Principal? You got to know all the notes all the time. Your f is going straight at the conductor. But, but, but you'll be principal based on merit. So, like, that... I'm that's sure for true. the principal of CSO, like, that's not... I mean, they're pres- it's pressure, but they probably used to it. They're capable. So it's you like, know, I love me a good Don Quixote solo. 
that dog? I imagine on the beach in San Diego, laid up with your two kids and Winston Duke. And Winston Duke, leave the kids. Winston Duke, I'm just playing. Okay, kids with a nanny. <laughs> oh, I'm point. so afraid for myself. I feel like it's gonna be the exact opposite thing because I had I did well. I mean, I was living with Ravel and I don't care for him, but still, like Ravel, I, well. I feel like yeah, Ravel isn't isn't as bad as it yeah, exactly. by far, exactly. So I'm like, I'm not complaining, but well, I put though. some <laughs> I put some terrible people on here. Yeah, um, go ahead, reap what you sow, oh. sis. Come on, what are we doing? You drawing again? Well, I gotta drop you drop for me. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Um, right, and after this, I'm gonna read off the people I put on here. Y'all gonna be like, Really, sis? Damn it. Okay, okay, I started. You can hear me. <laughs> this ain't it. Stop. Oh, goodness. This is a scam. It's five. We gotta do it again. Uh, dang. right? We gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, because I would just get everything you got. Right, okay, no, twins. Okay, sister wives. <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> I'm I know. Wild. We can leave it because I like what you got. So, you imagine we both in CSO because they're kicking us out. They, we can never both be in CSO. We would have to pipe down until we both get tenure, and then we. <laughs> can you imagine both of us in CSO? First of all, let's 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 <laughs> let's pull over. So, my kids had a concert today. Not today because you're listening to this on Christmas Eve. We didn't have a concert today, but when we recorded this, my kids have a concert. So I asked Delaney. I didn't have no bass player in my in my youth orchestra. So I was like, all right, bet I need you. I need a bass player. So she's like, all right, bet I could do that. So we're playing. Um, right. Could I do that? I'm not gonna <laughs> affirm that. Anyway, so we're playing uh, Holberg Suite. So you know the ba- it goes pits, 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 right? So <laughs> I've been professional this entire time. They know Miss Brown's about that work. I joke around, but whatever. <laughs> but especially depend. I the the extent to which I joke around depends on the context of the kids. Mm-hmm. If my kids are about it, we <laughs> you know, and then I'm also, but I'm also more rude. <laughs> it's weird um but so Delaney come in with a pits pits I haven't heard it in the entire time we did it because I've had it, my tongue went out of my mouth I'm like there are kids in here are you hey? I was like hey. <laughs> we could never be in anybody's orchestra together like I, it just can you imagine doing all that work we get past screens and all that stuff for you to play uh what's something we would pipe up on play Tchaikovsky 5 and be like <laughs> across the orchestra all the people looking all them old people looking at us like Mm-mm. we should have known we messed up right <laughs> two of them <laughs> i would i'm more, I'm more than okay you, you can be a cso i'll be in chicago lyric and we could we just be across the street from each other that's about as close to you as i'm getting <laughs> okay oh my goodness here we go here we go here we go Oh, you can see me. Stop cheating. I'm a, I can't see all that. How many rings you got? Oh, I guess I could. But. Okay. Okay, the ring. Shout out to Vlogger. Okay. I'm going to wait a while before I say stop because <laughs> I wanted to okay, get a number. Because, <laughs> right. Would that work? You know, I can't math. It wouldn't work because it has to be multiple of five. Yeah. Do you see? <laughs> right. Eight. Whew. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, I'm in a house. That's fine. Yeah, I'm in a house. <laughs> With whom? Doing what? <laughs> right. I'm really scared about the who because I have five people on here. Three of them are terrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm living with Brahms. <gasps> So he's one of the. Except we know Brown's a little fast. Well, anyway. All right. <laughs> um, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, I have six kids. For context, I don't want any kids. So <laughs> for you... me, that's terrible. <laughs> but it's not as bad because the biggest number I put on here was 17. So. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <gasps> <laughs> I live in Hartley, Delaware. What's wrong with Delaware? That's more like I look. I googled like smallest towns in America, and you know I cannot. I don't like living in small towns. I want to live in a city. Mm-hmm. You know I don't have to like New York City wouldn't work for me because I don't like all that. Blah, blah, blah. And like, you got to take the train everywhere. I hate public yeah. transpa- transportation. But like I'm from LA, I like city. Like even Rochester, like if it were a little bit bigger, that would mm-hmm. be ideal for me. But <laughs> but you know it's fine. I got Brahms. That was really the worst part. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, my occupation, I'm a perpetual student. In school forever. <laughs> the thought of that, <laughs> like, I couldn't even fix my mouth. Because I remember one time one family member was like, and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about going more school after master's degree. But, you know, they don't understand how music works. I'm like, literally a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, don't be, become a professional student. When I tell you, my neck went around like an owl. I'm like, who the hell wants <laughs> right. to be a professional student? It's literally, you don't know if you going or you coming. You don't know, you don't know which way is up in the middle of the semester, at the end of the semester. You ain't, on, you only happy during syllabus week. Right. You, what? you got too much going on. You'll, this semester that we just ended. Okay. That every year of your life. But if you're a professional student, oh, that's true. You're more prepared. You're taking an intro to grasshoppers and <laughs> <laughs> I intro to grasshoppers. You're annoying. <laughs> you know how to boil water. Three oh seven. I was waiting for you to catch that part. Three oh seven. What? <laughs> what was how to boil tap water? How to boil water with salt in it? How to, bo- how to boil Dasani water versus Arrowhead. Which, you know, which, which, we're not even going to start on Arrowhead. It was just a dirt. But, um, <laughs> what? 307. Okay, I'm going to read my, my options. You. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go backwards because, um, so for my, all my occupations were principal CSO, luthier, Band director. I would not want to be a luthier. A luthier. A luthier. My neck would be sweating. People just live in your take instruments with you. Cause they can't work on my strings. It's, it's not like you. It's not even like you. You taking strings off. You you busting that thing open. Right? Looking all up inside of it. Not busting it open. <laughs> Putting it back on. You melting stuff and right. heating stuff up and and pra pra and, right. and shaving stuff down. Okay, you shave too far. Night. Now, now they now they playing. Pra pra pra. Their neck pop off. Right, I am okay. Yeah. Could you, you reset the neck on my strad? No, <laughs> no. Actually, I would not like to reset the neck on anybody's. Ooh, my hands. Ooh, my right hands now, I'm shaking. over here like. What? Like, like you could, I could be a theory if I change your strings. I could do that. Right. I might could repair your bow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dang. But I mean, that wasn't none of my. The only one of my things that I think is like bad is like being a professional student. Um, being mm. a band director, I probably wouldn't like that. A band director, because all that loud ladies and kids. I, did, so. I conducted a band one time for in undergrad because mm-hmm. we used to go out to this this uh, local town in the mornings. My friend and Eileen and I. When I, you know, I like loud stuff. Mm-hmm. Band, that junk I is like loud. And, like I wouldn't want to do like a middle school band or something. We could make a middle school band song, especially their the rep is more advanced. Yeah, I mean, but just. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so those are my my occupations. I just picked random random locations. So the first was Vienna. Um, Me and Vienna all bowed up with Winston. Dude, get my line. I'm right, y'all, y'all summer house probably there. Right, get my line, Winston. He ain't, he ain't listen. <laughs> Can you imagine me listening to the show? This what? is guilty pleasure. <laughs> right, emphasis on guilty. <laughs> right, like you listening. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Me DMing him. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, the second one is Anchorage, Alaska. Which would be terrible for me. Because it's cold. Yes, because it's cold. And uh, no sunlight, nothing. Jeez. Um, I used to really like cold, but Rochester has definitely changed my mind. I'm about to move to Atlanta like the rest of the blacks be doing. Right. <laughs> like, I can't do this. I can't. Right. I, I cannot. I literally, I was walking, I was like, I hate living here. <laughs> I don't hate Rochester. I don't hate Rochester, but I just hate the cold. It's and also- cold. And it snows every day that right. Jesus gives. It snows. Right. You know how sad your life has to be for you to be happy that it's 40 degrees right. today? And I was walking back from, from your house, actually, and I was looking at the snow, and I was like, oh, like, it looks... Cause I remember I used to be excited when I saw snow and stuff and it looked all fresh. I wanted to touch it. I was like, oh, I just took my glove off and touched it. It hurts. Like, Rosie, y'all know that don't know. I have like a, like a medical condition. I'm kind of allergic to like cold things. I can't touch cold things. I touched it anyway. Cause I was like, oh, you know, it hurt. Like, I was like, I literally could not live in Alaska. Okay. The second, the third place is Hartley, Delaware. That's where my crew do that. Um, then New York city and then San Diego where you were booed up on the beach at Winston Duke. He's beautiful. Anyway, that's at the point. <laughs> anyway. Right, okay, classically Winston podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kids, two, zero, seventeen, and six. Mm-hmm. And for the husbands. 
This is what I want to hear. R. Kelly. <gasps> <laughs> when I that's the first one I wrote down, I was like, she gonna hate me. She get him. <laughs> Guess what though? <gasps> Brahms. Mazorsky. <gasps> I can't even. I'm not even being extra. These are genuine. Like, and listen to waking up nice and Mazorsky. <gasps> the going to sleep you can't even go to sleep you got a pulsating headache because of the smell coming off of his body what oh shoot that's why the, the stakes were high i don't want to come at him too hard because i do like a good whole pack yeah. but but the stakes were high on this but you literally you can't you came up with the best option in every in everything to me except for the kids one but it was so good Man, I'm gonna put that in the atmosphere. I'm gonna start praying for that. I want right. to marry Winston Duke and, I, and my mansion on the beach of San Diego. My two little kids. I'm getting uh, lost in translation. I end up with Masorsky <laughs> on the beach in Russia <laughs> <laughs> with 73 kids. Hey, this is not the shack with 622 kids. And you're an accountant. Okay, Viola, decoration in the corner. Never have time to touch it. You're always. Okay. Oh, why, why am I in a shack? Oh, you're probably the accountant for PSO. <laughs> and we are moving. We are moving on. <laughs> All right, y'all. And we are back. And today we have a very special guest in the studio with us. I'm so excited to talk to my good friend, our good friend. We got that cello guy, also known as Cremaine. How are you, Cremaine? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? We good. We glad to see you today. Right. Kermaine never like Kermaine never matches us on our enthusiasm. You notice that? Right. And be like, Kermaine, we're so happy to see you. And you be like, what's up? Yeah. be like, I call Kermaine. I'd be like, Kermaine. And he'd be like, Catherine Brown. I'd be like, all right, government. Well, well, first of all, first of all, your level of excitement is a way of life. I haven't attained that exact way of life yet. So, I mean, it's it's hard for me to consistently match that. Occasionally, you'll get it, but I can't do it all the time. I mean, get right or get left. Okay. Wow. I'm going to get left on this one. <laughs> Y'all see who I deal with? Like, I, I was glad that the world has got a little Snapchat of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But uh, we're here to talk to Kermaine today about his uh, illustrious career. Right. As that cello guy. As that cello guy. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Kermaine. Tell us about what you're talking about, what you've been doing, what you know, all that. Well, I mean, I'm basically a cellist that loves music. Um, I um, do a lot of tours, do a lot of recording in Nashville, where I live. I play with a bunch of different artists, work on movie scores with different composers. I just had a, a movie score come out on a Lifetime movie um, just recently. I have all kinds of things going on. So, yeah, that's my life. All right, Karain. So how did you get started in music? Well, um, that's a that's a weird story. Um, I... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't we believe need, we need I can't believe this this question is coming up. No, but uh <laughs> I I actually cheated my way into into playing music. Um because my um fifth grade string teacher invited people to join this orchestra program and everybody was joining the band and I didn't want to join the band. So I, I went to the orchestra program. Well and um <laughs> they gave good. us like instruments to play, violins and like that. So they gave me a bass, played bass. Hey, gang, gang. All right, and, relax. And then, <laughs> and then uh, they gave us these permission slips to, like, take home to be in the orchestra program. And my mom didn't sign it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just sign it for you. And so I signed that joint and brought it back to the teacher. And I was in the orchestra program for about six months to a year and then switched to cello because I didn't like standing up. Um, and, and then I played for another year and then lo and behold, someone had mentioned to my mom that I was in it. So she like showed up at the concert, like, you know, uh, what's that movie? Um, sister act, she showed up to the concert and realized that I was so, uh, somewhat good at it. So she was like, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it. And mm. so here Yo, I am. Black parents. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do this thing then. <laughs> 
I want, I want records. I want albums. Right, she want to do it. So, right, want to do it so bad. Right, right. We doing it. We going to Juilliard. We doing all that. <laughs> so she want to. You want to play cello so bad. <laughs> we gonna tell her what up. <laughs> so do you have a special experience with music, like a special performance you remember, or a piece that you really like that resonates with you that you performed and you remember and you hold dear to your heart, something like that. Uh, I, I think one of the pieces that I hold dearest to my heart is probably like the Elgar Concerto, just because you can Listen. feel the the dejection and the power behind each movement. Like there's 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 different characters and different moods that each movement gives you, and you're just like going on this journey. And and that was probably one of the first pieces that really uh, taught me like this is what I want to do. I want to do that. Like oh my god, this is amazing. And so the Elgar Concerto is definitely one of those things for me. All right. So what are some of the things that you changed personally about your life and your work ethic and things like that when you decided to pursue music? I think the like the main thing that I I changed is just getting used to not having like normal friends and that's not to say that my friends that i have now aren't normal no, it's I just like they look different than like what someone else's friends would look like right. because i was always like practicing or i had to say <laughs> no to stuff because i had to go play this performance or do this performance and even now like like my very best friend i don't get to see or talk to because our lives are in different places he's an mm-hmm. electrician and i'm out here playing for any and everybody on the planet and so like it's it's tough just in, like adjusting to like what your social life looks like when you're doing this for a living i hear you a lot of my friend well i think it's more balanced now but a lot of my friends aren't musicians so it's like balancing like i can't talk i gotta practice or or even like I remember back in November, I had a concert the same day as my Founder's Day celebration. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. challenging. I get, I totally get like what you're saying. And I used to hate like having to do that just because, you know, right. you really want to go hang with your friends. You exactly. really want to go like go to this party and like turn up or whatnot. Right. But at the same time, like you, you really want to do uh, your music thing. Like that's your passion. You like, right. you want to do that successfully. And the only way to achieve what you want is to practice. Uh, and so, I mean, you just have to make that choice. Yeah. It's all about sacrifice. So, um, why that cello guy? How did you come up with this, um, this brand? Ha, funny story. I actually didn't come up with that cello guy. What, what happened was, um, my original name was Lorenzo Mir given to me, by my best friend we came up with upper echelon names for each other and that was my upper echelon upper echelon name Lorenzo Mirforte and I I went with that for the longest time and I guess it just never stuck with people mm. and people were just like see my videos and they were like have you have you seen that cello guy that does that video like the, mm. with the four screens did you see that cello guy that did the the thing and i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna call myself that cello guy so i changed my name to that cello guy on a whim one day and it like stuck everybody was like i love it we're calling you that from now on and so here i am i'm that cello guy oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the hey, tcg <laughs> so how did you build an audience like how did you how did you, you have any advice to people who might want to go down the same route or just tell us about that, that journey? I, I actually love this question because what I did was I basically did what I wanted to do. And, and that's what I tell people all the time. Like, do what you love mm-hmm. and then people will come to that. They'll see yep. that you love that and that'll draw people in. So don't worry about like, oh, I got to do this. I got to play this because they asked me to play this. Like, no, you do what you want to do. And if people love it, great. If they don't, you love it. And so right. that's all that matters. And then eventually people will see that this is what you love to do and people will be drawn to that. Oh. Okay, wise, wise one <laughs> over here taking notes. Um, so tell us about your experience being black in classical music and any adversity or struggles that you've encountered. Ooh, uh, this is a <laughs> tough one. Just, just because, like, as a, as a as a big black guy with dreads, that just if you want to just put it out there, like no one expects me to do what I do. Mm-hmm. When I walk into a room. A lot of people are intimidated because they see me as a threat and they don't expect me to come in 
and pronounce my E's and R's and then much less pull out a cello and right. make them cry. Um, at the same time, I I actually like like having that situation happen just because like you can physically see their perceptions changing about mm-hmm. you like in real time because once you start talking and once you start performing, you they're just like, Oh my God, like like my whole perception of this person is completely different because I didn't think that they, they could do this. And so that that not only uh changes, you know, people's perception of like black people as a whole, but it also helps them to be more, you know, accepting to what you know black people are capable of exactly and hopefully someday we get to a point where y'all stop seeing black people as a threat because it's just tired it's just and it is but at the same time you know we've we've always been here so my for, for me for me i just see it as an opportunity to change somebody one 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 person at a time and mm-hmm. and and this is coming from someone who plays at like a predominantly white church in a very like conservative like city mm-hmm. like and so like i can guarantee you like there are people in in that church that voted for like trump or something like that mm-hmm. but at the same time these these caucasian people they 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 love on me because they know what like black people are capable of and their right. perceptions are changing about people of color mm-hmm. which is great in seeing that yeah right what um initial struggles did you have uh, balancing your creative life and your personal life i think just the initial struggle was was realizing like what level of commitment that i was going to have to have to music because this thing is not for the faint of heart like you really have to go all in for it. <laughs> right. as a person with the faint of because heart you, I, I mean if you, if you don't like if you don't like you're gonna get eaten alive there are people there are young kids out here that are practicing 12 to 18 hours a day they're probably not not even eating or sleeping and then next thing you know like you look up and then you you ain't got no job right you know mm-hmm. and so like the, the hardest thing is just like balancing like the commitment level and, 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 and realizing that you really have to go all in. Just like, for instance, I had a, not too long ago, I had a full-time job as well as trying to cultivate this music career. And so balancing, you know, like having to schedule off or asking a supervisor if I can do this or do that, or and sometimes even don't do this guys, but sometimes lying saying, Hey, I got to do this when actually I'm running to a studio session, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's, it's, like it's hard it's hard to 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 balance the two when you know you have this thing you love but you also have this thing that has to support you for a little bit mm-hmm. and so like just getting used to like having to ask people for things and and doing other things around that so mm-hmm. um so how did you develop your other skills you take a look at your instagram you have um videos that have multiple frames on it Kermaine has been by our side this whole process when we were initially getting started we call him every three seconds Kermaine how you how you do this <laughs> like you do photography you helped us edit our pictures like how did you develop these other skills like and how does being a multifaceted musician help you well I'm gonna tell you this now um YouTube is your friend and today well in today's time you can learn anything you want to learn by just watching YouTube videos. Like the information is out there. You just have to go find it. And so gone are the days are, are the times where you can just like be a cellist or be a violist or be a bassist. Like you have to do multiple things. You have to be able to market yourself. You have to be able to brand yourself in many different ways so that you are in the best position possible for your career. And so that means if I can no longer play cello, that I can do video editing, I can do mm-hmm. engineering, I can do uh, uh, photo editing. I mean, it, I can do all these different things so that I can always have, you know, a stream of income. And that's the most important thing right. is you want to always be able to support yourself and your talents. And if one of those goes away, even if it's like the major one, like cello's the major one for me. But if that goes away, I'm going to have things to fall back on because right. if not, then what am I going to do? Exactly. Right. And so that's that's how that 
that works for for being a, a multifaceted musician like th that gives you more opportunities to market yourself and brand yourself and so that you don't have to depend on other people when it comes to your, your own craft as well um for instance with my videos i don't have to ask anyone else to help me because mm -hmm. i can edit my own videos i can shoot my own videos i have the video equipment i have the audio equipment to record it and so i don't need to ask anyone else because i can do all those things myself and that's not to say that help is not good that right. you don't always need help it's just that if if things come if if things hit the fan you should be able to handle things yourself so that you know it doesn't break down or it doesn't stop and so right. that's what you don't want is is to have like a situation where like you can't produce because you just don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And and that's been my, my goal this whole time. I just want to be able to be able to produce things myself just in case, you know, I don't have that help. Right. It's a really good point. Um, tell us about any upcoming projects you have. What you working on, Karain? Well, I have my Christmas album that uh, is coming out. It's called Love on Christmas, and it's a really good project. I hope you guys go get it. It's on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Tidal, whatever you guys got, Spotify. It's on all of those platforms. When I tell y'all this album goes, I, I heard a little snippet of it. I was like, oh, we, we playing, playing show. Up. Right. Like, we... We, we doing a thing. Do, 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 do. Right. Like, I mean, either, either you play it or you don't. So <laughs> some of us hold it. So I ain't going to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's okay. That is okay. <laughs> All right, Karen, do you have any advice for our listeners who desire to become creatives? Well, uh, the number one advice I can give anyone, and this is for anything, just be persistent and, and realize that your goal is your goal and that if you don't go for it, no one's going to believe in it for you. Mm -hmm. And so just to be persistent, don't let anyone tell you no, because people are going to tell you no, period. Like that's going to happen. People are going to tell you no all the time. But as long as you're persistent and you're going for your goal, that's all that matters. And it'll come true if you work for it. Amen. Right. Listen. Um, so tell us where we can find you, Kermaine. Where, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on um, Instagram, that shallow guy 15 Twitter, that shallow guy 15 um, YouTube, that shallow guy my website, that shallow guy.com. If you just Google me, that cello guy, I'm going to be the only one that comes <laughs> up, or I should be because I am that cello guy. That's right. <laughs> that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can find me on the web anywhere iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, all that good stuff. Just look up that shallow guy. All right, Kermaine. Thank you so much for joining us today. So happy to see you again, friend. It's good to be here, man. <laughs> I, I can't believe this is my first time on the podcast. You know, I hope that, hopefully they bring me back. Oh, don't worry. Will you? Right. Don't worry. I'll be back. Right. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's a road trip to Nashville. Right. All right. <laughs> look, up. I'll have you guys. <laughs> Listen. Well, thank you so much, Kermaine. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And we're moving on. All right. And next up is Black Excellence. I'm so excited <laughs> for this Black Excellence this week. So this week's Black Excellence goes out to a, an office uh, vocalist named Babatunde. Uh, forgive me for your last name because I'm not Nigerian. Akimbo Boye is my best. I feel like that's close. Um, but so y'all may have seen Babatunde's video circulating around. It's the video where he's in the car listening to Kendrick Lamar and he <laughs> starts singing. Um, it's one of the Rossini arias. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of it for y'all. <laughs> Imagine the words. All right, so we go, the video will definitely be linked in, in the description to this episode. But when I tell you, I cannot stop listening to that song. I literally cannot she stop watching that She literally knows. <laughs> okay, you being a vocal major, since you know all the words. <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> oh, my God. So our friend, our friend who's um, who's a vocalist here at Eastman sent that to our group chat. I was like, what's she talking about? What's she talking about? <laughs> I, I was like, when... It, it's <laughs> literally us literally how we interact with classical music and like i'm so happy that it's someone of his caliber is like 
showing like it's okay to turn up to this music like it's not some elitist art form literally our intro classical music with trap beats playing in the background it's yeah literally what he's doing. it's literally what he like it's incredible it's absolutely incredible so just a little bit about baba tunde i have his bio here He's performed with the Los Angeles Opera, Opera San Jose, Opera Santa Barbara, Long Beach Opera, Center Stage Opera. Um, and he's also been a regional finalist in the Met Opera National Council auditions and a finalist in the, ooh, I don't know how to say that word. That's not English. <laughs> <laughs> International Ice Ice Fod vocal competition. Mm-hmm. That sound, oh, it's in Wales. Yeah, that sound fancy. So- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> shout out to him and one of the one of the coolest things so he's he's nigerian one of the coolest things that really caught my eye in his bio says he's an advocate for performance of art song and operatic works written by african and african-american composers hey and he's headlined the lagos chamber of commerce and industry awards in lagos nigeria and performed um at that event he performed a fusion of opera and traditional african music that sounds lit that sounds absolutely incredible like what and he was a feature performer at um the national association of negro musicians annual conference and the african-american art song alliance conference he is out here clearly like and he deserves he deserves he, he sounds really good he on sounds fantastic i was like, like hey it's like i was like this is literally my aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> like this is katie he is me i am him right i mean the the overture at the beginning of the episode like right. It's just like I'm just happy that people out here and like he has achieved so much and it's like you could still be down on earth you could still you know what I'm saying like you don't have to act a certain way because you're in classical music right if y'all know Baba Tunde like at him on this yeah. thing so he knows that so, we we are big fans and we appreciate the good work he's doing for the people exactly this <laughs> this video is hilarious it's, it's, it's literally so... I turned uh, we literally just had this projected up on the big screen oh yeah last <laughs> <Our> night. <laughs> It's hilarious, but um, yeah. So shout out to him for being black and excellent all at the same time. Um, you got a piece for us this week? I do. So a piece that I forgot about. I I low key forgot that <laughs> Frank wrote, like Caesar Frank wrote symf- symphonies. Well, I think he only wrote one. It's kind of revolutionary. Like he, the second and the third movements are hybrids, mm-hmm. and so he he does like a scherzo and the scherzo is also in the second movement movement. because you know beethoven was like leading the way for the girls (laughs) so he's like everyone's like oh i'm gonna do that so i'm gonna put a little little scherzo on the second one i could do that um meanwhile if all of y'all do it it's not anyway (laughs) no shade to my wearing them but um so it's his second and third movement are hybrids so it's just like one big movement so it's only three three movement symphony however the third movement it's just so good it's just so catchy i was like and you know what makes me mad about this when he premiered this people were like what what is he writing like y'all need to stop like i don't even know what y'all doing over here like y'all french composers trying to write symphonies it seems it sounds very dramatic like um it sounds like a a german symphony Mm -hmm. because like kind of the germans kind of dominated this this genre for a while so they were like what y'all doing over there? Meanwhile, this it's literally a masterpiece. Like it's so good. The third movement is a literal bop. Huh? So I'm glad something good is coming out of the French composer because you know how I feel about Debussy and Ravel. So <laughs> I mean, but they also have like Berlioz. Oh, that's true. And, that's um, true. I'm talking out my neck. <laughs> but it's just because they're so popular. And Meyerbeer was um, Meyerbeer was Meyerbeer German? Oh girl, I don't know. I feel like Meyerbeer was French. The man, the opera hero. I might gonna be on here saying <laughs> Mahogranots. I don't know. The Protestants is what it's talking about. <laughs> That's what it is. But uh that opera goes. That little love song in the middle. Child, listen. Marby was out here writing, um, and it influenced Wagner's little raggedy self. Um, he not raggedy. No, I said mm, like I look like that because you said Wagner. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. surprised that Wagner. This is not about Bobby. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> uh but yes, check out we'll link um recording for you um in the description. I love, love, love this piece, especially the third movement. And the and the uh the scarecrow all nice it don't even sound like a scarecrow, it's all nice and juicy and heavy and all juicy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love me a good That's exactly what it sounds like, y'all listen to it. <laughs> it upbeat and then <laughs> that's exactly 
I'm actually more than ready to leave. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to Classically Black Podcast, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast um, and subscribe to listen on your favorite platforms. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we put up all different types of content. Hope you enjoy your holiday. If you're celebrating, any plans, sister, for Christmas? Yes, but also before before I get into that, I also want to say that although that is the piece of the week, it's Christmas week, so the overarching piece of the week is the Nutcracker. Y'all, <laughs> y'all ought to be listening because who wouldn't? From start to finish, like all two hours and forty nine minutes, and don't <laughs> skip nothing in right. between. Because we'll know. Oh. I'm gonna fill it in my kneecap. Right, <laughs> my ebobo gonna be going. <laughs> but um, yeah, for Christmas, here you go. So as of right now, when we're recording this, I'm still in. Like, school um (laughs) (laughs) but with i told katie the other day i'm saving all my christmas stuff for when i get home when i'm just literally just out of the state of new york and i'm just gone Mm -hmm. and not looking back people gonna be like how east gonna be like i don't know her but (laughs) (laughs) right how right autumn church folks are gonna crowd you right how's school going school school? You, you thought i was in school I don't know who that is. I, don't but I hope she has a good holiday. Wait, season. hold on. What what to start? What to start with? Oh, me, Ray Ray and them nephew. Ray Ray and them nephew. Ray Ray TT and them named Eastman. They got a daughter named Eastman. Right, that's kind of weird. That's but so I hope she has a good holiday season. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sorry, I got to go to Eastman. Right. You, get, you get here. <laughs> Never mind. Let me not. Right. I love. I mean, I, I love, love my school, Eastman. but it is t- it's time to But go. any school is exhausting. And Eastman, they add theory and, and other stuff on top of it. And y'all won't be playing soon. Which one is it? Right. It's like at this time of the year, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter how much you love a place. It is time. Listen, absence makes the hearts grow fonder. I'm gonna come back in January, y'all. Right. I can't wait. To I can't wait to be in Lori Hall and da 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 da. Meanwhile, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> right. As of right now, I'm going home and I'm not looking back. So I have my. My soulful celebrations radio queued up. Boys who right, I got my Stevie Wonder holiday queued up. Like that cello guys right, album queued up. Right, got Karen's album queued up. Got all my Christmas episodes that I've been saving on Netflix to watch. I like put on my Christmas pajamas. Okay, Jammies. Literally, I'm gonna be old Saint Nick by the time <laughs> you're <laughs> annoying. By the time I get home, like is is Christmas all the time because I've been holding it in. I'm going to listen to Michael Bootbutt's Christmas album start to finish. <laughs> like, I need to listen to PJ Morton's Christmas album. I've seen a lot of people post that. Mm-hmm. Well, what you doing? Well, I'm, I haven't seen The Nutcracker since 2016. Um, so my heart is throbbing. So I'm, I'm going to try to make it. <laughs> I'm, I love, love ballet. But it's something a lot of people know about me. I love opera. I love ballet. Um, so I'm trying to make it down near. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stop being ratchet. I'm gonna try to make it down there um to see the Joffrey Ballet do uh the Nutcracker, go to church. I love me a good Christmas Sunday. It be all <laughs> people be all in they red and <laughs> um and that I had some friends over to my house uh just to be loud in Jamaican with my family on Christmas Sunday as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to relaxing. Um not too much because auditions are <laughs> around the corner. However, um now that we are readjusted, my rep is in a good place. So, <laughs> so I, um, I'm looking forward to not being stressed <laughs> about that. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good Christmas holiday. I'm excited for all the shenanigans to come. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, it should, it should be good. And also Christmas. I'm ready. Listen, the Christmas Prince no it's not the christmas it's a christmas prince i'm mad richard came up for my stuff do you could relax a christmas prince is an amazing movie and they got the part two and this is why i should listen to you we were like i'm gonna wait till i get home i i, I was uh i think i practiced and i studied for a final like okay let me watch part two of the christmas prince i got a smooth 17 minutes in and fell asleep i woke up halfway through the movie i'm like oh, let me go rewind because i'm like da, da, da. fell asleep again <laughs> i was like all right we're gonna have to wait i got my soy eggnog in there my vegan nog listen i'll be real christmas i'll be annoying my grandma be like girl it comes every year right. and i'll be like right once a year right. my whole house okay, the savior is born like i don't mean nothing to you <laughs> <laughs> uh we so, ain't nothing we doing i got nothing to do we me when a guy looking at me like oh right <laughs> meanwhile your bible collecting does so you watching christmas prince <laughs> <laughs> 
you ain't come for me. My Bible. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I need to. There's certain movies I must watch at Christmas time. Eloise at the Plaza. That's been something I've been watching since I was like ten. Can't wait for Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh to come on. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. Listen. I ain't Mary, even gonna judge Mary you. Mary Christmas, Drake and Josh. That's a good movie. <laughs> I'm not even gonna judge you. I ain't gonna hold you. What other? I this Christmas, know. I gotta watch this Christmas. I also gotta finish watching all my Christmas sitcoms. Right, I gotta watch the holiday episodes of Great British Bake Off and uh, Nailed It. It's gonna be hilarious. You still gotta watch that vegan episode they got. Oh there. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, y'all enjoy your holidays, and we'll talk to you. We'll see you in the next one. All right, bye y'all. Bye y'all.